Okay, good afternoon, everybody. So uh, there is a shayla that I was asked a few weeks ago that I thought we'll just have to sit on the back burner until next Yom Norayim because it's uh, more that kind of shayla. But now with the Baruch Hashem increased emphasis on Avas Yisrael for very, very unfortunate reasons, but at least the increased emphasis on Avas Yisrael, where many of us are focusing a lot on, uh, on, on, on feeling for and connecting with Achenu B'nai Yisrael, so I thought that this Shaila maybe is uh, relevant again, because obviously our connection to Klal Yisrael has to be not only with Klal Yisrael, but with Rebbe Yisrael as well, meaning in terms of our own interpersonal relationships, it's worthwhile for us to think about whether there are any uh, relationships that require smoothing over. So here's the shayla that came up. Somebody received a call right before Yom Kippur asking for Mechila, quote, for the bad things I said about you. So knee-jerk reaction was right before Yom Kippur. He said, Amochel you. Then after Kal Nidre, he just couldn't get it out of his head. He had no idea that this person had actually said bad things about him. And the more he thought about it, the more he realized he's really, really not Mochel him. Uh, he just couldn't stop thinking about it for the whole 25 hours of Yom Kippur. So now he wants to know, I already told him I'm him, but I don't think I am. So do I need to go back and tell him now that I'm not really him in order that he should realize that uh, things are not okay? So I thought that this was an interesting uh, question. So in order to answer this question, let's back up a little bit to try to understand what Mechil is really all about. Uh, so it, it, the basis of the idea of uh, requiring Mechilas, Gemar Nyuma Daf on the base, where the Gemara tells us that the only way way to get Kapara for Averos Ben Al is by asking for Mechila, unlike Averos Ben Al where a person goes through a Tshuva process and does not have to involve anybody else's Das or Ratzon in that Tshuva process. The Rashi on Chumish and Bamidbar Perachavav, Pasuk Zayin, writes that Moshe Davin for Klal Yisrael, they spell Moshe, Mikan the Misha Mavaksha Mimenu Mechila. That if someone asks you for mechila, you should give mechila. You should not uh, be cruel and say that I'm not. Go- I'm not going to be mochel another person. The Mishnah Baba Kama Davsadi Beis quotes a pasuk by Avram Avinu that even if you uh, if the Benon Mechavera violation is a monetary violation, paying back the money is not enough. You also have to ask for mechila. In fact, in the uh, the Primagadim Mishpat Zav or Chaim Sim Tafreshvav, he writes that that every has a element also, because Hashem commanded us in the Beit Adam Lechaveros. And if a person doesn't ask for Mechila, then he does not even accomplish the Beit Adam Lamakom element of the Tshuva for that particular Avera. Ktseamata, the Matafrayim in Ktseamata, Simtafrayim goes even further. And he says that all of our Averos Beit Adam Lamakom are not Nimchal until we get Mechila for our Averos Beit Adam Lechavero, that everything hinges on the Beit Adam Lechaveros. That's just a little bit of the background of what Mechila is and where it comes from. Now the question becomes, how does it work? Is the requirement to ask for Mechila or is the requirement to receive Mechila? So is it just about the person saying, I am Mochel or is it about uh, me going through the process of asking for the Mechila? So there is a tshuva in Rabbi Yemen Zilber in Az Nidbru Chelek Bey's Simen Samachay where he takes the position that asking for the Mechila is critical. Getting Mechila, that's not really what it's about. It's about asking for the Mechila. And there are several explanations why this is true. First of all, it could be that it's just a technical element of the Tshuva process. The Bakasha itself is part of the Tshuva process. When we say, Ad until the guy is okay with you, that's just the sheer of how much Bakasha you need to do. You need to do Bakasha until Yispayes. Second possible reason is that 
it's critical for the supplicant to learn a lesson for the future that uh, by having to go through the uh, indignity of asking for mechila, that will be a lesson for him to think twice before he does something wrong to somebody else in the future. Rav Sturmbach writes in that the busha is part of the mechaper, that the kapara that you get for the avera is by suffering the embarrassment of asking for the mechila. Uh, Rabbi Warman suggests in his sefer that it's difficult to admit wrongdoing and being mavril midosa to ask mechila is what actually affects kapara, meaning having the strength of character to even ask shows that you're being honest with yourself that you did something wrong. And that's the, the uh, mechaper. So the Aznid Baru has a few rayas that this is the case, that you always need to go through the process of asking. Prichadash writes, the fact that you only need to ask three times, even if you're not forgiven. The Ram says that once you've asked three times, and even if the guy hasn't forgiven you, you're good. So the chet now lies with the person who hasn't been mochel. But why? He hasn't granted mechila. Elamai, you see from there, says the Prichadash, that the goal is not to get the mechila, the goal is to ask for the mechila, and as long as you did your full requirement of asking, it's irrelevant whether he gave you the mechila or not. So that's a raya to this idea of uh, Rabbi Yom Zilber. The Gemara in Yuma Daf says that Rav went out of his way to see a guy who needed to ask him for mechila. Why couldn't Rav just be mochel him? Why couldn't Rav just say, I'm mochel him? Why does he have to confront the fellow? Elamai must be that the fellow needs to ask. That's part of the, uh, the, the that, that, that's a major component of getting mechila. On the other hand, in the Tshuvas Devar Yeshua Chelkei Mechav, he disagrees. He says, no, it's about getting the mechila. That up in Shemayim, once you're granted the mechila, check, and then you are good to go. The raya is from Tefillah Zaka, and from the prayers that we say each night before Kriyash Malamita, that come from a Gemara Megillah, Dav Chavches, where you say that I am mochal anyone who has done any wrong to me. Well, what does that help if the person hasn't gone through the, the request process. Elamai, it's not about the request. It's about the granting of Mechila. Maybe the point of these tefillos, so one could argue, is not really about giving him the Mechila and giving him what he, ne- what he needs, but it's about strengthening our own resolve to grant forgiveness to other people, even though it doesn't actually help the other party. That's how Rabbi Yaman Zilber understands it. So there are nafkaminas over here, meaning what if you ask Mechila through a text or a shliach, where there is very little embarrassment involved. So you may be granted mechila, but did you really go through the mechaper of asking for mechila? That's a little more debatable. Or the Raman, Simitav Reishvav Sifalif writes that you're allowed to withhold mechila from somebody in order to help facilitate his kapara. So uh, is that uh, does that really help facilitate his kapara by withholding the uh, the mechila and putting him through the ringer a little bit more. If all he needs is a granting of mechila, then Adarabha, just grant it right away. And then, he, you, you, and then you facilitated his kapara. So that would be a nafkamina. In Tshuvas Van Hagos, Rosh Sturmbach suggests, in Chilat Beis and Reish Pehe, a compromise approach. He says, no, you need to get mechila, and that's an immediate requirement. But you can wait until Yom Kippur to ask for it. The Yom Kippur element, the Erev Yom Kippur element, is that there needs to be a confrontation where you actually ask the person. Uh, and that's why the emphasis is on Erev Yom Kippur, not all year round. So now let's go back to our Shaila. We mentioned that, uh, that the question was, what if I did grant the mechila, 
but it wasn't sincere. I didn't mean it. So let's take a step back. We mentioned that there's a Rambam, that if you ask three times, you're no longer chayiv to ask, and now the other guy has the Avera. How does that make sense? What happened to the Avera if you were never actually granted Mechila? Where did your Avera go? So if Yisrael Salanter points out that sometimes the Mishnah says that if you back out on a deal, uh, you, you, you don't uh, deal in business with total honesty, and you back out on your word, the Mishnah will sometimes have a law shown, Ein lo love ella tarumos, that the guy only has claims against you, he only has tarumos against you. Now what exactly is that teaching, that Ein lo love ella tarumos? So apparently there are dinim to having tarumos, meaning you're allowed to harbor ill will towards someone only when there's a heter to harbor ill will toward him. But without a special heter, you're not allowed to think badly of other people. So Eino Alev Tarumos means when someone cheated you in a certain way, you may not have a Dini Mamanus claim against him, but you have a heter to harbor ill will against him. And based on that, they explain this Rambam, that if a person wrongs somebody and he asks Mechila three, t- three times, you know what happens? There's no longer a heter to have Tarumos. You no longer have a heter to harbor ill will toward the person. You don't have any right to have tightness on the person anymore. If he has no further right to have tightness, then there's no longer a requirement to ask, to ask for mechila. So one might argue that once a person tells you that he is mochel, he also no longer has any right to have tightness on you. Meaning, if I said on Erev Yom Kippur, I am mochel you, I have thereby given up my right to have tainas. And once I've given up my rights to have tainas, even if I do have tainas, that does not affect the other person. He no longer needs any, any form of mechila. Now it happens to be this very shayla, leaving aside Rav Yisrael Salanter's analysis, which might lead us to believe, like I just pointed out, that, uh, that the mechila is already done. Leaving that aside, it happens to be this very issue, this very shayla is a machlokas between Rav Itzla Petterberger and the Chazanich. If you say, I am mochil you, but you don't really mean it. Is it valid? So if Itzala says, yes, it's valid, because dvarim shebeleiv enam dvarim. We can only trust what you actually say. Similar to somebody who sells a property without with, with a valid kinyan. And in his mind, he's thinking that tonight, that he's only selling it because he wants to buy a different property. And then the other property falls through. Well, dvarim shebeleiv enam dvarim. The kinyan was a kinyan. The deal is done. And there is no, you didn't attach it tonight to it. So guy's going to say, I'm mochel you. Oh, no, no, but I was thinking otherwise. Doesn't matter what you were thinking. You said it, so that's it. Dvarim shebeleiv enam dvarim. That is the sheet of, of Rav Itzla Petterberger. Comes along the Chazanish and Rav Yisrael Salanter, for that matter, and they disagree. And they hold that if you still harbor ill will, then it is not a valid mechila. Uh, I, what about Dvarim Shebleiv Enim Dvarim? So uh, there's no concept of Dvarim Shebleiv Enim Dvarim over here, based on a Rabbi Kiva Eger about Bittul Chametz. What? What does Bittul Chametz have to do with anything? The Ran asks, why we require Bidikas Chametz if you could just do Bittul Belev? And the Ran says that we're concerned that if you're Mavata Belev, it may not be a fully sincere Bittul Chametz, so you need to do a Bidika. So Frech Rabbi Kiva Eger, why not say Dvarim Shebleiv? And the bitter would still be valid. What do I care if it's sincere or not? As long as you said it, so you said it, so it's done. Dvarim Shabalev shouldn't matter. Why do I care? It shouldn't make a difference whether it was sincere. That's Dvarim Shabalev. So Kivegar answers that Dvarim Shabalev in Dvarim is when you have a din that's totally on a Misa, like a sale where there's a Misa Kenyan. So Dvarim Shabalev 
are not going to override your Misa. But with regard to Bittul Chametz, the entire din is dependent on your lave. It's Bittul Belev. The whole thing is about your lave. So an insincere Bittul is not a Bittul at all. Similarly, says the Chazanish, the entire din of Mechila is a din in the lave. So if it's a din in the lave, you're not going to say Dvarim Shebelev and Dvarim. The whole thing is about your Dvarim Shebelev. And therefore the Chazanish and Vesal Salantra are of the opinion that an insincere Mechila is not a Mechila at all. And therefore you have misled the person by telling him you're Mochalim. And you should probably have to tell him that you are not really Mochalim or actually get to the point where you are really Mochal the person. When we ask this Shaila to Rav Shechter Shlita, Rav Eli Storch told me he asked the Shaila to Rav Shechter and Rav Shachter said, I don't understand, just be mochel the person. Um, and that's, of course, the answer, meaning you should just actually be mochel the person. But uh, not everyone is such a tzaddik that, uh, that when someone really wronged them, that they could find it within their heart immediately to be, uh, to be mochel the person. So probably the mahalik should be to work on yourself, to get to the point where you'll be uh, mochel him a little bit more every day until uh, you get to the point where you are fully mochel the person. Start doing him favors. It helps a lot of times in uh, starting to love a person more and to, to be mochel the person. Uh, the Iker is we should see Shalom in Klal Yisrael among Achenu Bnei Yisrael and then once we have that it's only a matter of time till we have Shalom from our enemies and HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us to uh, defeat our enemies and to, uh, to live in, uh, with, with, without any uh, worries or concerns of any attacks from the inside or out. Everyone have a wonderful day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.